0: Hello again, everybody, and I hope you're all having a very good summer thus far, despite the surging of the Delta variant, which has already forced me to cancel my trip. It was scheduled for October, but the bottom line is it doesn't look like many countries in the EU uh, will be opening themselves up to U.S. tourism uh, anytime soon because they're freaked out about the variant too. And there are certain parts of this country that don't look good while other parts look fine. Um, but the EU is basically going to treat the U.S. as a, you know, an entire entity. And, and because of that, um, we're just not going to be able to go anywhere. We can't, we just can't travel there. Um, so I'm going to have to try again for, for next year. But the, the point that I, I want to make here, especially in regards to this resurgence that, that we're seeing. Um, I've said this, and I've spoken about this many times in the past, but it has become more and more apparent as time has gone on. It's become uh, more evident, and it's become scarier. And I said when this whole thing started was that some people were surprised at how quickly the entire populace just rolled over and said, whatever, we'll do whatever you say, we'll lock down, we'll wear masks. There was, there was some pushback, obviously, but unsurprisingly among the liberal left, they are all too ready to just listen to any, anybody who calls themselves an authority and say, yep, I'll do it no matter what it is. Doesn't matter if it infringes on my personal rights, doesn't matter if I have questions about it, it doesn't matter if it doesn't jive with any statistics that I can find in my research, but, you know, whatever, I'll do what I'm told because they're the experts. And while I am quick to defend the experts in some cases, that they have credentials for a reason and that maybe we should listen to them on certain things, when the numbers simply are not jiving with what we're being told, there is reason for concern and reason to ask questions. And more, more than that, there's reason to rebel. There's, there's reason to uh, be as more independent than you ever were before. And independence is something that is dying a very fast death. Uh, the idea of fending for yourself, I've, it's shocking how quickly that has fallen by the wayside. And it's fallen by the wayside in the past 50, 60, 70 years uh, due to decades of, of Democrat regime and theories that have only served to weaken the entire human race by turning them into quivering, gelatinous blobs of nothing that can't handle anything, that don't have backbones and spines, that don't have the wherewithal, the will, the discipline to handle just about anything. And and this pandemic proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that we really can't handle anything. Um... You know, we're freaking out about a, a, a virus with a 0.03% mortality rate. We're freaking out about the Delta variant, which has even less. It's even lower um, because like many mutations and, and variations of the original strain of a virus, they're, uh, they tend to be more contagious, but much less deadly. And as a side note, let me add that the only people who are getting the Delta variant are those who have either not been vaccinated or have not had COVID. The people who have had COVID, there isn't a single soul out there that has Delta. It'd be very, very, very rare. This is proving what I said from the start that breakthrough infections are only going to be going after the people who have the vaccine, not the people who had this thing. Natural antibodies are proving to be far stronger and far more longer lasting, as we're seeing. Where's what? The Yankees are already, we've got several players testing positive for COVID again. They were vaccinated only a few months ago. Um, well, I think they're vaccinated longer than that. But bottom line is it doesn't look like this, this vaccination holds out for any longer than six months, um, which means what is, that lends the question, are we going to be vaccinated every six months? Are they going to force us to to be able to do anything? Or are they finally going to admit that people are just going to have to get this thing and move on and that is the only way you're going to kill this virus? We're letting it hang around by going into lockdown, by trying to treat it, by trying to stop every human alive from getting it. That is keeping it around. It has to go through. It has to take out some people, and then it goes on its way. That's how these things work. You can't let this thing hang around for years because all that's going to happen is more variants, more mutations, and more problems. And our reaction is always going to be the same, which is lockdown and more variations, and, and I'm sorry, more vaccinations. And in the long run, we are just proving to everybody that we can't handle this. We can't handle anything. A disease that is not wiping people out, it's not like it's not deadly to those who are healthy, and it is not deadly to most people between the ages of, you know, 1 and 66. And we need to go about our business and, and, and do things, but we're not going to do it because we're just not. And under the guise of compassion and love and all this crap that keeps getting blasted at me 24-7 and every venue I look at from the internet to my phone to TV, whatever, it's constantly there. And that is evil. I'm telling you right now, it's the, it's the most brilliant marketing campaign there is because under the guise of love, they are spreading evil in a way that they're not even capable of understanding. Compassion is not giving somebody something for nothing. That is in effect evil. It's creating dependence. It's creating and and sacrificing independence. And it's telling you you're doing this to be good. You should feel good for giving uh, somebody something for nothing. Whether they've earned it or not is irrelevant. That's the idea of UBI. That's the idea of universal basic income. It doesn't work. It hasn't worked and it won't work. Socialism doesn't work. It hasn't worked and it won't work. You cannot incentivize need. That doesn't work. Then people will not work. People will stop working as we've seen. Millions not going back to work because they're getting more staying at home this can't happen that doesn't it doesn't it doesn't work that way and the dependence required on the government is apparently what democrats want they want us to be completely helpless and useless they want us to have to call a government employee to screw in a light bulb to come feed us this is the direction we're going i often cite our ancestors and the histories of of humanity and the amazing things that humans have had to overcome over the years, incredible things that had they, had we be, if we're faced with them today, we would just fall over and die. We, we, the liberals would just go cry in a corner. Um, I mean, amazing things that, that, that we have overcome. And now it feels to me frighteningly enough that we can't overcome anything. These people are not equipped for it. Look at the way they go about their daily lives. All I see people are trudging around slowly. They seem to think slow, act slow. They're fat. They're stupid. I'm sorry that these are harsh words, but that's the way things are. Our health is disgusting. Our mental health is terrifyingly unstable. And all we have are people running around in circles saying, give us more. We're not going to work harder. We're not going to focus on ourselves and focus on self-discipline and achievement and responsibility and accountability. We're going to just go about our daily lives, do the least amount of work necessary, uh, and continue to think that we should be given all our everything in our lives on a silver platter. And this doesn't work. It means we can't do anything. When the blank hits the fan, we are not capable of springing up and doing anything. Uh, you know, I come from a long line of people who fended for themselves. You know, My grandparents, my grandfather on my father's side, you know, third grade education, World War II veteran, built his house with his hands, fed his family with his hands, They were fed 90% of what they were able to grow, gardened, learned electrical and plumbing all on his own, was a self-made handyman for his entire life, ran his own business in that way. His wife, my grandmother, was essentially the bookkeeper. And they were able to put through, you know, five kids through college doing that. And retired, you know, they certainly weren't wealthy, but they were comfortable and uh, lived a very pleasant, productive life. And it didn't matter what you threw at these people. You know, they'd fix the cars that needed fixing because he could, because he learned how to. He wasn't taught any of this. He wasn't taught anything. Third grade education. He wasn't taught how to, his parents didn't teach him how to farm or grow certain things or how to fix a carburetor. He learned all that on his own, all of it, the electrical, the plumbing, everything. And people would eventually, you know, uh, would call him from far and wide to come see if he can fix something because he was the only one in the area who, who might have a shot at it. All self-made. And he was not an, he was not an abnormality. That was common in those days. When America was still growing and thriving because that was the attitude that we not only encouraged, but we sort of forced people to have because we didn't give people something for nothing. We said, look, you want to make it, you want to do something good, you want to live comfortably, you better work for it. And if you didn't have the opportunity, if you didn't have the chance to go to college or, or have a wealthy family uh, from which you came and you started from dirt nothing and you had to work your way up. Well, that's the way it's going to be. You're going to have to do it. You're going to have to figure it out. Some people will. Some people won't. That's the way it is. Democrats have never been able to accept that. They have never been able to accept that certain people are going to make it and certain people aren't. And that's just the way it is. And that's the way it always will be in humanity. And trying to compensate for those who don't by simply giving them things, it's not going to work because their lives basically are dictated by sloth anyway. The ongoing debate... As to whether or not people in poor communities and poor towns are that way because they're disenfranchised or marginalized against and it's just hopeless. And that if they were given an opportunity, they'd be these brilliant, hardworking, life-changing individuals versus the idea that, you know what, maybe that's just the way these people are. And, you know, when you give all these people something, when you start sending them checks in the mail, like we did with COVID... It just proves my point, which is this is just the way these people are. What did they do with it? Did they save it? Did they find a way to put it away? Did they start going to school? No. They blew it on crap. They blew it on stuff they never should have. They don't know how to save. They don't want to. They're going to live like deadbeats because that's the way they are. You can argue that you could teach them differently. Okay, what are you going to do? You're going to send government-funded people in there to teach them the ideas of discipline and achievement and all that? Because social workers aren't doing that now. They're just telling everybody that every single decision they make is okay. It's their own choice. And this is how they want. The it's okay thing is what has crippled this nation. Those two words have completely crippled the most powerful nation in the world. It's okay. Everything's okay. Your decision is okay. We all make mistakes, but that's okay. If you can't do this, we will provide it. We will help you do it. The it takes a village also contributed to the complete decline. Now, am I saying that, you know, the no man is an island thing, there's some validity to it because you can't just be alone in in, in a functioning society. Society has to function by people working together. That's true. But it's not true to say that everybody can only succeed if the person next to them gives them something. Your neighbor walking over and handing you money every single day Is not going to entice you to go to work. It's not going to entice you to learn anything new. It's not going to entice you to do anything. You're going to sit there with your hand out and wait for the money every single day. Now, if your neighbor went to work every single day and worked hard and made good money and and had a good life and was a pillar of the community and stood up for things that made sense, that had values and morality and was a role model for you and for all the rest of his neighbors, maybe that would sort of just rub off on people. Seeing people succeed in this way is far more encouraging and inspiring than seeing people trudging along with their hands out, which is all we've got left. I drive through some of the poorest towns in New England where I am. And there is no amount of money that's going to save it. As we have seen, dumping money in these poor communities doesn't work. It doesn't work as Evidenced by the fact that we now have in this country parts of cities, all run by Democrats, by the way, that are so bad that police won't even go into them without SWAT. And all they've ever done is just throw money at it and assume it's going to fix it. It doesn't fix it. It makes it worse because you can't keep giving people something for nothing. It doesn't work. These are the kind of people they are and they keep breeding more of them. Education at the bottom ranks. Yes, we need that right from the start to tell them how to do things. But where is the attitude? The Like I said, my grandfather, third grade education, never once asked for a handout and was dirt poor for a good portion of his life. As was his family before him and that family before that. My great-great-grandparents poor. My great-grandparents poor. My grandparents poor for a good portion of their lives. And they worked hard. They were happy people. If you talk about, you know, there's so many great stories in my family that can tell they didn't really need a lot of money to be happy. And yet they were comfortable. They were not; they were poor, but they were never like destitute because they worked hard and they found great pride in working hard and, and scrimping and saving and doing wonderful things for their family that they really had to work hard to do. Almost all of it. Ninety percent of it was self-taught. We didn't have any college graduates in my family until my 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 father. And that, you know, that generation. And it, you know what? Like my father said, he, he's, he's from the 60s. He's that age. And both my parents say that it is their generation that destroyed this country. The whole Woodstock crap. I said, look, you know what? My mother says the same thing. That we, this, this, is, this is what killed us. And it was always a lie. This all peace, love, and everything, she said that was always a lie. All those people were always just nasty people who only wanted what they could get from somebody else. And that was the lie of the whole thing. If they weren't being taken care of by Big Brother, who they continually railed against, they weren't going to survive because they were incapable. They liked being incapable. They liked living in filth and slime. They liked slamming everybody. But the one thing they didn't like was work. And they basically tried to pass off all this... You know, freewheeling, free-spirited, free love thing as something that uh, is enviable, and discipline and hard work were became bad words, and that's where the slide started. There's a balance to strike in life. There's a balance to strike in all aspects of life, and it's one thing to work yourself into an early grave, for uh, you know, pro- for example, around the industrial revolution. Uh, prior to unions when owners were taking advantage of, of factory workers and really just working them literally to death in many cases for a pittance, for something that they could barely live on and get enough bread to feed their family in a tiny little apartment in New York City. Um, and so in that situation, uh, some sort of action was needed. A rebellion was needed. A union. Unions began. And in good faith and in saying, look, you can't do this to us. You're going to not have a, a company. You need to have workers and employees who are who are happy about going to work and believe they're being productive and are rewarded uh, for that work appropriately. Now they're exact they're they're so bad. Unions are so bad that the reason why companies don't want any part of them is not because they're a pain in the ass and because they're constantly in the way and constantly demanding more and more and more. That's, they they don't, it is a give and take situation. All businesses of any success understand that. But now all you have is that you built up the situation where uh, 100, 125 years ago, um, it was, you know, the employee had very little rights, very little say. Uh, Employer, whatever, you'd just be terrified of the employer because they were tyrants. Whatever they said goes. It's completely reversed now. I have people in this family who are in business. And the bottom line is employees rule the roost. You can't fire them. You can't do anything to them. You can't reprimand them because every single power that be is on their side. The labor board, the press, the Democrats, everybody in power. People applying for jobs demanding exorbitant salaries, full premium Cadillac benefits. Six weeks paid vacation. Endless personal days. And... There was a time when you couldn't do any of that. You could demand anything. You want a job? Take it. This is what you get. Be happy. There is a difference. There is a happy medium. There is a balance between these two things, these two extremes. And once again, humankind has proven that they're incapable of keeping to the balance. Keeping a, a, a happy medium. Trying to figure out where that is. Should employees have all the power? Does that make any sense at all? No, but they do. And employers are struggling badly because of it. It's tricky to hire. It's way trickier to fire in this woke world where if you try and fire somebody who is, who's, who's not white, good luck. There is. Employers are more scared for their companies and livelihoods than they have ever been at any point in human history. And employees have the right way in everything. Now, being somebody who, of course, was an employee and have been an employee in the past and understanding the employer and employee side of it, I understand the different sides. But why are we at this point now? Why? Because we are once again in a situation where we are helpless, where if if we are fired, we feel like our lives are falling apart, we're going to die, and that's it, we can't do anything. And we need to be given another opportunity. We're not going to go out and find it. We need to be given it. The decades of Democrat rule that has erased our spines has implanted something far deadlier in our brains, which is not just entitlement, but this belief that we don't really need to achieve to do anything. We just do the bare minimum. We do the bare minimum at our jobs and we do the bare minimum in taking care of ourselves and everyone else is going to step forward and pay for us. When our health goes south because we live like pigs, everyone else is going to pay for us. That's why people who are in absolutely abysmal physical condition pay the exact same for their insurance that I do. That's wrong. It's always been wrong. It should never be that way. There needs to be a punishment for that. There needs to be ins- and, and uh, there needs to be a benefit to being healthy. There isn't one right now. There needs to be a benefit to being a success and you say all you're going to do is we're just going to tax the wealthy and distribute it amongst the people who don't have as much so they can have more, again, for no reason. Oh, and by the way, this whole tax the rich thing, I'm going to end on this. That doesn't work. Do you know why it doesn't work? Because the rich and the wealthy will only be taxed to a certain extent. At some point, they're just going to leave. They're going to put their money overseas. They're going to hide it. They're going to move it all over the world. And you're not going to see it die more than you were getting from them. You might even see less. Go ahead and up the taxes on the rich. It doesn't work. It has never worked because they can't, they can't take from them what they won't give them. Go ahead. Up to 60, 70%. Who cares? They're going to say to hell with you. I'm out of here. My money's going over there. It's going to sit in Switzerland. You're never going to touch it. Oh, by the way, my multi-billion dollar business, thinking about moving that the hell out of here too because obviously you don't want us here. You just want to keep taking things from us and expect us to continue to provide the world with resources and products. And we're bad, by the way. We're all bad villains because of that. We're all wealthy bad villains. And we need to not only provide the world with products and resources, but we also have to take care of the world, too. Now, do I think certain corporations have gotten pretty much out of control and have way too much power? Yeah, I do. Looking at you, Amazon, Apple, you know. That's why we have laws in place, which they are flouting. And those are the ones we should be looking at. Those are what we should be clamping down on. Tax the rich will do nothing. You people are idiots. It has never worked. It can't work and it won't work. Just like socialism, just like decades of telling people that it's okay, that it doesn't matter that you don't succeed, that somebody will always come along to prop you up. Take that away. Take the safety nets away. Start stripping them out of here and people will start to act like humans again. They will start to act like motivated human beings it's nice to have a safety net here and there. That's fine. That's a good function of society. You can't have as many as we have in place because it keeps telling people the exact opposite message that we need to move forward and function again. We're going backwards. I've never seen people move this slowly. I've never seen people are this scared. I've never seen people this unwilling to work on themselves, work on their jobs. Everybody does their jobs terribly. I can't go anywhere where they, they can't. They make mistakes. They, and they don't care that they don't make, mis- that they make mistakes. They don't care that they serve you like crap. They don't care that they look like they just got out of bed. They don't care that they're rude and surly and cynical. They don't care, especially the young people. And they also have no gumption, none. You know, everybody was a little rebellious when they were younger. Everybody had, you know, issues with their employers, the man and all that. Sure, we all grew up with that. Eventually you have to grow up, except nobody is growing up. We still have 45-year-olds wearing their pants down on their ankles and going to see superhero movies. This isn't working. We're not advancing. We're going backwards. It's a regression, and it's a regression due to extraordinarily dangerous theories that have been proven wrong again and again, and we just keep doubling down on them. Charity and compassion, that's nice to have to a certain level. We've gone way too far and have completely crippled the country by going too far in that direction. Remove the safety nets, remove the reasons to sit home and do nothing. Don't give somebody the opportunity to live a wonderfully comfortable life for doing absolutely nothing. The bare minimum. The bare minimum has to stop. It certainly has to stop in education, as we've seen. What was that, 41% of of kids in Baltimore have a D average or below? Let me tell you, I'm not surprised, and you don't even want to look at some of the places in in the other cities. Again, Democrat run. Although we're failing in education all around the country, so it doesn't really matter where they are. It's just terrible. That's not working either. None of this is working. There is no statistic that says any of this is working. And the only answer is basically what their answer was at Woodstock, which is peace, love and compassion, as if that did a damn thing for anybody. And again, I have access to people who lived in that era and they say that no. A, most of it was a flat out lie is what these people really wanted and stood for. And be what they all grew into, they didn't really grow up at all, and that was the problem, and that continues to be the problem. Anyway, that that's it for me. Uh, please take this to heart. Please try to be a better person every single day. Work hard. Take pride in it, uh, and 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 just keep pushing forward. Um, and hopefully, at some point, we'll regain our footing. Um, But please feel free to listen to me every week. I do one short show. I don't do ads. I don't, you know, share your personal information. You don't have to download anything. Um, So you're always safe to listen. Safe for kids to listen. I don't do explicit content and all that. So, uh, again, I appreciate it. And I will uh, see you again next week. Thank you.